0: Welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hoag. Hey guys, thanks for joining me. I'm sitting down here today with Steven. He is a, uh, I don't know, I was gonna say a legendary Etsy seller. I don't know if you've achieved legendary status. We can debate what what the bar is for that maybe, but uh, he's gonna basically tell us like how he became a top point, Oh, one percent Etsy seller and basically help you replicate his success, which sounds like a ridiculous plug, but he's like a super nice guy who is like very open Mm -hmm. about how he's been so successful. So I'm excited for this interview. Steven, thanks for being here.
1: Yeah, of course. You're super excited to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, man. So I want to start off by, uh, you kind of told me, but I want you to share if you don't mind, like how you got started with Etsy and what your like initial, you know, first attempt at it was and, and how you kind of, you know, ended up where you are today. Yeah.
1: So I I first found out about selling on Etsy about two and a half years ago. And I was pretty fortunate that at that time I had already been selling online for about three years. So I already had that foundation of like what it took to sell on a third-party marketplace like Etsy. So it was like two and a half years ago, it was like June, 2020, the peak of COVID, one of our mutual friends, Jesse, a super successful Etsy seller, had him and his family came to visit for about a week. And I remember him saying like, bro, like I launched face masks on an Etsy store like two weeks ago and he like showed me his phone. I was like, bro, you made $3,000 today. (laughs) So he's like, dude, I make like three to $4,000 a day right now selling face masks on Etsy. He's like, I know you're working on other projects right now, but like you should launch face masks on Etsy. So I was like, dude, I'm sold. I'm selling face masks on Etsy 100%. So he was like, buy this printer, buy this heat press, buy these masks. He's like, don't copy me but good luck. <laughs> so we, like that day we bought all the equipment, uh, the week it took for everything to get shipped to my house. I spent that time, like setting up my Etsy account, launching all the listings, doing all the research, creating the graphics. So that way when everything came, I could just turn it on. Like I literally made like 17 sales that first day, like 30 sales the next day, like 60 sales, like 120, 300 sales and like 500 sales a day by like day five, which that's dream it, scenario. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Like, it, it sounds amazing. Like telling you the story now, but like, keep in mind, like that's 500 masks a day I had to make by myself in my garage in the dark, <laughs> like, and I still didn't even know how to use the heat press. So like, I, I don't know if you can see my gray hair, but I didn't, I did not have gray hair two and a half years ago. <laughs> so, okay. essentially, I was working like 16 hours a day for the next like 90 days straight. We grew out of my garage within like a week. Uh, by like two weeks in, we had like three employees. By like two months in, I think we had like 15 employees. We moved into like even a bigger unit. We're averaging like eight hundred to a thousand handmade masks a day, um, and it was just like mask. this, this Issues, mask.
0: How did you stock them? Like, I mean, I'm just curious, man, because like I was thinking like the FBA angle of it. Like, mm-hmm. I thought about it, but then I was like, I don't want to get in trouble with Amazon, and I don't know, I don't want to hijack your story. But it's like, would you have trouble stocking them? And, and yeah. what were you selling like for? Think. Like, what was your profits like? If yeah, dude, not
1: only did we have a hard time stocking them, but we had a hard time supplying them. we were having inventory coming from the U.S. suppliers, from Canada. We were buying from China. We were trying to just like just anyone who was willing to sell us a polyester white face mask, we were buying it. <laughs> so, right. And we were buying it in bulk because like knowing that like we were just ramping so fast and knowing that like some people could be out of stock. We were buying like a month's supply at a time. Um, but yeah, dude, it ramped up super fast. But when mask mandates ended, like in January the next year, like the business died just as fast as it ramped up. So we went from like 500 a day to like five a day overnight. So it was like, at that point I was like, I've fallen in love with Etsy. I've fallen in love with like selling print products. I've fallen in love with being a boss, my employees. Like, I don't wanna just like stop what we're doing. So instead of like starting something different, we decided to just like rebuild our print shop. So from the ground up over the over these last like one and a half years, we just been launching new print products on our Etsy shop. And we've been able to now build our Etsy business back up to what it was doing when we were selling masks. So we made, I made my first million dollars on Etsy selling face masks, leveraging, you know, the mandates and Mm -hmm. I made my next uh, $1.5 million revenue on Etsy selling print products. So yeah, dude, that's my Etsy story.
0: Dude, that's awesome. I'm like dying to know, like just a ballpark of like price point, you know what I mean? And like, if you don't mind, like what were your margins looking like on like a sale, you know?
1: Yeah, so the cool thing about like, when you're doing something personalized, like you can sell it for a, a markup, right? So we were selling these face masks like 10 bucks and we were buying them for like a dollar and it cost us like a dollar in labor. We're making like play $7, maybe $6 after, after, um after marketing expenses. So it was super high profit, super high velocity. And we, we didn't make, a, we made a lot of money and we were able to like just take that and then just put it back into the business to, again, that like we had to rebuild, right? So that's kind of how we're able to build to our next $1.5 million in such a fast period
0: of time. is because we were able to like leverage that capital as well as the knowledge at that point. Dude, that's, that's crazy, man. I love hearing that. Um, The the whole face mask thing too. I remember like I was super plugged into the kind of the COVID thing, like before people, you know, people are like, yeah, you know, in March. And I was like, yeah, I was like very plugged in in like December, you know, of the year before, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Cause like, I'm not, if it, if it's really that serious, like I'm not going to risk anything about me and my family. So I I was like, I was, my brain was working so fast back then. I was like, I'm going to import masks from China. And then they're like, they're going to stop exporting. So I was like, I'm going to get them from India. And then I was about to (laughs) hire all this money. And I was like, but what if they keep my money and don't send them? Because then all of a sudden they can't send them. I don't
1: know. Yeah. Yeah. So we were, we were pretty fortunate in that. Like the cool thing about having a print shop is you just buy all white face masks and then you just print a graphic onto it. So in terms of stock, in terms of buying product, it was, it was super easy for us because we were just buying white face masks. So yeah. we were able to find someone local for that. And But then it put the, the work on our plate to then
0: personalize and customize and make them into like the hundreds of listings that we had. Got you, man. Yeah. It was like, and plus you're selling them at a good price point. Like for me, it would have just kind of been like flipping them at like a multiple, which was like highly frowned upon, you know, at, at the time, obviously. So uh, so what does your Etsy kind of journey look like today? We know your roots. And you pivoted obviously away from face masks. Like, do you mind, you don't have to tell us, I guess, product type, but, uh, like what makes your business so successful if you wanted to kind of summarize, cause a lot of people watching, like everybody wants your success. I want your success. Um, <laughs> what's like, what is the gap? Like, why, why aren't we as successful as you? Yeah.
1: So, so I, it probably comes down to like more than just one thing. I think part of it is I didn't launch an Etsy business as like a hobby. So like, if, if you want, if you do it as a hobby, you're going to get hobby results. Like I went into it, like, this is my full-time thing. I was working 16 hours a day. You know, we have employees, we got places, there's, we have a warehouse, right? So it's like, we, we treated it like a business. So we got business results, right? It wasn't like in my spare time or on the weekends, it was like, you no know, 16 hours a day for like the next three months. And then I still work 40 hours a day on the business right now. So part of it is just like the mindset of like, this is like, like my, this is my bread and my butter. Like I feed my children with this money. So I'm not like treating it like a hobby. Uh, the next part of it is it's the process. So like we sell four different product categories since the face masks, and it, I think it goes down to like how we find the products, how we build out the products, how we launch the products, and I, I contribute a lot of the success to the process, which we can dive into that if you want. Um, but then with that, it, it all it all comes down to again I think the product. So it's like you you can have a poop product, you're gonna make no money, but if you have a good product, you're gonna make good money.
0: So does that involve like, uh, kind of, it reminds me almost of FBA where like I personally, even in my route of like Amazon FBA and you, you, you tried FBA, right?
1: Yeah. So I don't, I don't talk about that much, but <laughs> before, before this business, um, I, I, failed 10 other businesses before this business. So like, like in terms of advice, like don't give up cause like it's going to, it's going to hit eventually. So, I, I did try FBA three times and I failed every single time. <laughs>
0: so, hey, but you're yeah. better off for it, right? Because now you're doing your thing on Etsy. But I, I was just going to say, like, when I'm doing FBA and I've made like big successes, I mean, I guess on a relative basis, not as big as your successes, but on FBA by just like looking at what's out there and then just finding. I know people, you know, it's kind of common to say like, then you just improve upon it. But like for mm. me, sometimes it was as simple as, Just ordering samples from different factories and being like, this one has a much better product than all of the rest. I'm just going to launch these at a higher price Mm -hmm. point. And over time, the reviews are going to speak for themselves. And it's like, it's worked. So are you doing stuff like that? Or is it just that like you have the customization aspect? And I I mean, I've seen your Etsy shop. You were nice enough to share with me. Like you have like a beautiful way of like creating listings Mm -hmm. that it's just compelling. So is it that, is it everything?
1: Yeah. So like, so success leaves clues so like you're saying like you find it a product you went to all the manufacturers you just launched a you know the better of the three so like success leaves clues so like i don't really like innovate like i don't reinvent the wheel like i'm not trying to like you know launch something innovative i found i find something that i like that'll be okay with selling that is selling well and then i just find people that are already doing it and then i just like i call it mirroring where it's like i i take their products and, I, and I make my versions of it. So like that's the way how I add value to the market is I make it either better or different, but I only sell something, something that's, that's already selling currently.
0: Got you. And how, how, like, I guess what percentage of, um, your products, like, are you offering personalization on? Is that like a huge thing for you? The personalization aspect, or are you, even with like face masks, like you said, personalized face masks in my mind, I just pictured like you coming up with, you know, how a lot of people just went to Google images and just like ripped off like stupid ass memes or something like, and I just assumed kind of like, you're probably just doing that and making easy sales, but like, were a lot of your face masks personalized and is your stuff still like heavy personalization?
1: Yeah. So when I launched the face masks I said personalized, cause like we only sell personalized now, but they were custom. So they were just like patterns like bees or, you know, pumpkins for Halloween or bats for Halloween or like Santa Clauses for Christmas. So we just did you know, just patterns. So they were custom. Um, but nowadays, like that's part of like when I launch any new product, I only launch products that we can personalize because it's a higher barrier to entry. So it's, it takes more work on us and 99 out of 100 people are not willing to do it. So like when competition goes up in that product category, we're a little bit different because we do it plus personalization. So every product that we sell now is is personalized. So we offer that as an option.
0: so you said you sold over... $2.5 million on Etsy, which is a staggering number. Congrats on that. I'm, I've got to ask, all right. Cause I'm guilty of publishing a lot of products to support my, my big revenue numbers. Like how many listings do you have up there on, on your Etsy shop? If you don't mind sharing.
1: Yeah. So I'm currently selling into like four different product categories and I actually have like less than 500 products. So I only launched about a hundred product listings per category. And I know a lot of people who, you know, sell print products on Etsy. It's more of a numbers game, like people who do like print them in apparel the might have like a thousand listings or 2000 listings. So people on my boat, they would typically have like 4,000, listings, which is pretty standard. And I'm able to still hit the numbers that I'm hitting with like 10% of the listings. And the way that I'm able to do that is I'm, I'm super intentional with the listings I, I launch and I only launch things that I know are going to sell. Like again, like success leaves clues. So going back into like that process, like I have a process that like creates me like a to-do list of like a hundred listings. I launched them and I'm pretty confident that they're going to sell and I, and I don't launch listings that I know it's not going to sell. So I'm very intentional.
0: That's yeah, that sounds amazing. And, um, you have shown me a little bit of this process, like off camera, is this something that you wouldn't mind, uh, that you would mind sharing with uh, our audience?
1: Yeah, I'm an open book. So anything other than my shop name, I'm willing to share.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. So how about this, then? I think this interview has been great so far. Like And guys, if you are with me, if you are enjoying this interview, please, number one, leave a like, let the YouTube algorithm know. And number two, how about this? Drop a comment and say you want to bring Stephen back for part two. We'll leave a cliffhanger. And in part two, since Stephen's willing to uh, share this process with us, how about we resume this at a future date and you can let us know what that process is.
1: Let's do it. Yeah, that sounds perfect.
0: Awesome. Well, hey, I really appreciate it. Like, I know you're a busy guy, your time's valuable. Um, thank you for being here today. And this has been great. Guys, let, let us know in the comments. That, should we bring Stephen back? Do you guys want to see that process for how he's making $2.5 million with four <laughs> categories? By the way, when you say categories, is that like product type or is that like niche? It, it, pr- product
1: type, like shirt, mug, blanket, tumbler, like different product types.
0: Okay. There it is. Well, Hey guys, let, let us know, hit us up in the comments. Uh, I'm really looking forward to bringing it back. So make sure we get to at least like 50 comments. That's, that should be, that should be doable. I think, uh, Steven, thanks again for being here. I really appreciate it.
1: Thanks for having me guys. Leave those comments. I'll come back.